0: Welcome back to another episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. You know by now that I'm Jamie D'Amico and he is Big Chris Newton. We come at you weekly with all the latest on the Buffalo Bills regarding the news, the games, the rumors, the stats. We got it all for you right here. And this week we're talking about the tale of two halves, the unexpectedly challenging game that is going to be coming up against the New York Jets, Halloween, and what I personally think about fans that did not grow up in Western New York, like Big Newt. Big Newt, how you doing, buddy? You need to stop.
1: You need to stop right now. Unexpectedly hard. I mean, that game was easy street, man. Even when they cut it to 10, I did not worry at all about that game.
0: No, 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 no. An unexpectedly, seemingly difficult game coming up against New York. Oh, I thought you meant this game. I thought you said unexpectedly challenging, like we should have whooped them. I'm sorry. Okay. Maybe I said that wrong. Okay. But I'm not, uh, no, no, not going to re-record it. So no, 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 that's fine. Don't.
1: Don't. So, that's so my your fault. Your nose
0: with a rubber hose.
1: <laughs> I thought you were talking about green, baby. I was just <laughs> like, I was not worried at all about that game. But I digress, man. What's going on? Glad to be back on the airwaves this week. Got another convincing win over a, a team that's reeling a little bit. They done lost four in a row. But when they got that dude over there, he is him. That yeah. boy Aaron Rodgers, man, he made some plays, man. And so it was it was exactly what I want. I want to play teams with Hall of Fame players, and we beat them, and they, that Hall of Fame player be great. And everybody's watching. So it was fun night. Uh Sunday night, it sucks
0: waiting all day for the game, but it was fun. So it 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 really was. And I'm with you. Even when they came within 10 points, it's like, forget it. No, the, the Bills have this. Even though it seemed like they started packing it in a little bit early. Didn't it seem like that to you? It did uh, for a couple of
1: reasons. I feel like we were running the ball early and off day well. I believe first half, Devin Singletary had like 50 yards rushing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, he's going to have a 100-yard day. But then he winds up getting only a few more carries and finished with 67 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like Josh Allen started taking, the, taking it more into his own hands running the ball. He finished with 49 yards rushing. Um, it would have felt better if we would have did it like scripted, where we jumped up on him, run the ball, uh, built the clock. It just didn't happen like that, and most of that is because Josh Allen. And some part people don't want to hear the uh, sugar high. Josh Allen, he made a bonehead play. Right. The second interception was just a bonehead play, but that's it's okay. He's still Josh Allen. Um he has played great. He did not play great this game, and that's okay. We still won by double digits against a Packers team. So I I'm cool with that. But yeah, if you if you say that he did not play a good second half, I will agree with that. Um uh, but as far as packing in, I don't know if we quit because the defense didn't look like it quit at all.
0: Well, okay, defense... that that's a good point. But let me ask you this question Is this a game that the Buffalo Bills needed? Did they need to have a game where Josh Allen, at least for half the game, was not at his best?
1: Yes, because that's going to happen during the year. Um, as far as needed, when you say needed, that makes me think, okay, we need this for some reason. Once again, man, you know what my mantra is. Good teams lose to bad teams all the time. All right? so. Mm-hmm. Like last night, Monday Night Football. We're recording uh Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, and last night, Monday Night Football, the Browns walloped the uh, Bengals. Bengals was in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I know. That, I mean, so that's that's what makes the NFL better than almost anything. Like it's better than college football from the fact that any given Sunday, anybody can win or lose, right? And so. Do we need? When you say, do we need it? I don't know if we necessarily need it. I just like beat beat the team. My my thing is, you always want to beat the teams you supposed to beat. So yes, I like being number one in the East. I mean, not in the East. I'm sorry. Uh, I like being number one in the AFC. If we would have mm-hmm. lost, now we're down with the Titans and the Chiefs. Yeah, we might hold tie breakers. And all. No, I want to keep that game lead. I want to keep a two game lead over the Ravens. I want uh the Jets lost. I want to maintain our lead in the AFC East. So, I wouldn't necessarily say we need it from that standpoint, but yes, the bright side is we could win by double digits when when our franchise guy does not necessarily like have, has to play out of body or unhumanly or something. So, yeah, so I agree.
0: Here maybe I, what I need to do is rephrase it. Maybe The team didn't need it as much as I needed to see a game. As a fan. As a fan. Yeah. Because it's the Josh Allen show week in and week out. And they count on him doing superhuman things in order to get wins. But this game, let's face it, Josh Allen was pedestrian. He was 13 for 25. He threw two interceptions. His rating was 75.1. He did not have a good game. This was... For all intents and purposes, this was rookie Josh Allen. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that because he still made some unbelievable. He made play. plays he the first games. half. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like that that touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs was just beautiful. Masterful. He looked off the safety. Yes, uh, it, it was. Uh, that was a a veteran play, but his statistics were that of rookie Josh Allen. Right. And I needed to see if the team could pull it off without him, as I said, being superhuman. And we saw it.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. And like I said, the first half, he, he put us in position to where we could have a bad half offensively and still win by double digits. And I feel like the defense played well outside of the long touchdown. To, um, uh, Who was that? Was that the Dobbs? Oh yeah. It was that Tory? I think it was Dobbs. The long one where he, he Yeah it was the yarder. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, I had to shake Aaron Rodgers' head. I no, no, no,
0: angry. no, no. It it, it was Tory. It was the, the thirty seven yarder. Sorry. Okay.
1: Yeah. When he turned to the left and turned back to the right, I was like, That is masterful, boy. I was like and I like that. I respect Aaron Rodgers as I do like Tom Brady. But mm-hmm. I wanna beat those guys. And he shows why he's him. He shows why he's that dude. So I, I have no problem with it. The long season, we're seven games in, got ten games left. And this dude has played an MVP level six and a half quarters of that. I mean six and a half uh games of that. So mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. And we still won. And defense did their thing outside that catch. So I'm right. cool
0: with it. Right. I you you wonder if that play happens if Micah Hyde is on the field, but it you know, ifs and buts, right? Um yeah. What it comes down to is if there was a pass rush on that play, the play probably doesn't happen because it was very slow developing, but it was to their credit, they protected their quarterback. And oh man, when he lets the ball go, you know, even still, he remember that play where he threw the ball 60 yards in the air and it wasn't a completion, but it was
1: nice. That was beautiful, bro. That's why I'm like, man, this dude here, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Anyway, I I just think that these Buffalo Bills, I'm not going to say they packed it in, but it seemed like they took the foot off the, ga- the gas a little bit in the second half. And the other thing is, I think the Packers came out and played far more physically than we saw in the first half. And I got to be honest, their defense looked good.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Kyler Connor talked about it yesterday. I know it was during the day, so a lot of you all don't get to see it. But Kyler Connor led off his show with that, saying, is the Buffalo Bills physical enough? I mean, he felt like we got out physical uh, the second half yesterday. We wasn't physical enough. And in in football terms, that is like calling somebody a B.I. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's disrespectful, saying that you're finesse and not physical. And, and and he brought it into question. Now, some of it is I think he's just trying to get viewers and people to tune in. Um, what's the criticism he going to say about the Bills? I can see that point of view. I just chalk it up to we just had a bad second half. I don't think it's, oh, we got to worry. Or, oh, we got to make changes per se. Um, but we're going to get to that in a minute. But, no, he, he called us, uh, you know, we're finesse. Like, you, no football player wants to be considered finesse. You want to be tough. I mean, us as men, we want to be tough. You don't want to be a finesse. You know, like some people take being metrosexual as an insult. You know, if you're a pretty boy, you know, you're metrosexual. You stay in the mirror morning, your wife or your girlfriend, and people take that as an insult. So Do people players, even use
0: that word anymore?
1: Well, I'm just saying. Back in my day, they kind of did all metrosexual. Well, yeah, in the early
0: 2000s, I guess, right. which you know. described and continues to describe me well.
1: <laughs> i don't know what they say now i don't go out often so uh, you know. <laughs> i'm around football dads and soccer moms all day but uh yeah i mean people used to call you that so i just think um we i will just chalk it up i will have to see more i look at things in totality just rather than in the moment so i wouldn't say that i just chalk it up to a bad half we we have problems with the run game we can't run when we want to. And so I feel like uh, Devin Singletary might have got stuffed one or two times and then we just kind of abandoned the run. You know what I'm saying? We tried to give it Isaiah McKenzie on jet sweeps, and that really didn't work. Um, well, I did and- like I did like James Cook coming into the game. He had a couple of nice runs. So um, we know that that's our issue. We can't run the football when we want to, so I think that's just a product of it. We look
0: well, like that. Well, again, it was the tale of two halves because the Bills averaged – 8.4 yards per rush in the first half okay. by their running backs. The second half, they averaged negative one yard per carry. Mm-hmm. What the hell, man? Yeah. Now, you have to you have to assume that because the Bills were up big coming out of the half, Green Bay was keying on the run because they didn't want the Bills to run out the clock. Right. But at the same time, shh. Um... They kept running the ball and running it very effectively, I might add, Right, which really shot themselves in the foot. And you saw that Von Miller was having a conversation with Aaron Rodgers on the field at one point, and they asked Von Miller what they were talking about. And he said, why aren't you guys passing the ball? Like, what right. are you doing? You're behind.
1: Well, they figured that that's the way that they could, because they tried to pass on us, and then it wasn't leading them anywhere. So they're like, okay, we're going to run the football. But us as fans watching on TV, like, okay, if you don't throw the ball, there's no way you're going to get back in this game. You're right. And so sometimes it's sometimes it's more, because I'm going to tell you, we, we dealt with this one once again. I'm using my Pee Wee Pop Warner references now. Last week at Homecoming, we beat Louisa 38 nothing right? Well, once we jumped up quickly on them, they're trying to run the ball because they know they can't do anything else. And if anything, just milk the clock and let's get this over with. Mm-hmm. So, Devon Miller is correct. He's like, there's no way you running the ball. Uh, Aaron Jones had 143 yards rushing. Dylan had 54. Okay, you ran for 200 yards against us, but there's no way you're going to win. Well, okay, at least we can make this respectable. At least we can run the ball and keep the ball at Josh Allen and, and you all can quit scoring. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I felt it. I feel like okay, just run the ball. That's fine. You can have guardy rushing stats, and you could put a dent in our statistic uh, defense statistics, but you're not going to win. And Leslie Frazier said it as much. They asked them about it in the post game. How do you feel about them running? Like okay, they ran y'all, but they didn't get no points. So we won. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's a chess match. So you got to think. Sometimes it ain't always about. I think they knew that they wasn't going to win this game. They weren't supposed to win this game. They just wondered if anything keep it close, and maybe not. <laughs> we were ten and a half point favorites, and then they only lost by ten. Maybe they looked at it as a victory. I don't know, but I didn't. When they was running the ball, I didn't feel anything. I'm like, okay, run the ball. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna have enough well, time. Okay.
0: Speaking of that point spread, our good friend and loyal listener at Stu McAllister on Twitter, who. We've said in the past there's a great Twitter follow, so you should definitely follow him at Stu McAllister. Well, he had a he had a bet with one of his friends and gave them the 10 and a half points. And if if the Bills won and covered the spread, she had to eat a block of blue cheese. But <laughs> he lost. He had to eat a block of Limburger cheese because. <laughs> the bill's won by 10, but look out for that half-point hook in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, can you imagine
0: having to eat that much cheese in one sitting, especially one that is stinky like that?
1: You probably constipated, man. Shout out to that boy, Stu, man. Hit us up and tell us. How, how did it go, man? Because I saw um, that he was reaching out to us this weekend, and I chimed in a little bit, but I was busy. So how, did he did he eat the cheese?
0: He ate the cheese.
1: Then did he say anything about it afterwards?
0: And he said things were still moving, but it did give him a headache. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that boy, Stu, shout out to Stu, man. That's awesome.
0: Seriously. Oh, seriously. Man. That that's, that's the kind of behavior I can get behind.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: You make good on your bets, right?
1: Yeah, 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 man.
0: You got to do it, man.
1: Whatever bet, man, you got to do it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. It does feel like – I mean, I don't know. Did the Packers know that it was 10 and a 10.5 point? We got to get within 10? I mean, I don't know. It felt like that. But you would like to think the sports is pure. But we talk about the lines all the time. Like, we're 13-point favorites over the Justice weekend. So, it makes me wonder. Not saying that people, you know, shave points, but it make you wonder,
0: man, do people know these things? So. It does make you wonder. And I think that they do know these things. And I, I do wonder, Well, yeah. Tim Donaghy.
1: Yeah.
0: That's all I have to say about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so I do want to back up to something that you had spoken about moments ago, which was James Cook. He was surprisingly not on the field that often, but when he was, the dude was making plays. Do you know that the Bills averaged 12.5 yards per play when he was on the field? Yeah. Now, yeah. some of that was padded by a 41-yard reception on a broken play, but... He looks smooth out there. Yeah, he did. He looks the part, man. And the interesting thing is, Zach Moss dressed for the game, didn't get a single carry. Not not, not even did he not get a carry, he didn't get a single snap. Not even on special teams.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I feel like the right is on the wall. I don't I can't say right is on the wall. Let me not say that, because we don't know what we're gonna do with Singletary, right? So, do you let Singletary? We we talk about it this summer. Do we let him walk? Let's say the, the the season continues as it is, like you know, nothing changes, right? Ceteris paribus, right? Do we let do we let Devin Singletary walk? Right, and then just roll next year with Zach Moss and uh and the young the rookie.
0: And I say no. I, I say what you do is try to find a better running back because it's going to be a big free agent class for backs. And I know you don't spend a lot of money on a running back on a second contract, but I think what they're going to end up doing is waiting for the dust to settle. At least one of those guys is going to be looking for a job and willing to take a little bit of a pay cut. I would love well, we Singletary as a backup. Yeah. Yeah but he's probably going to make a little bit more than that. I, I would love to see a backfield of a Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary and James Cook. Like to me that would make me happy. The downside is none of them contribute on special teams.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you hear the uh, rumors this weekend and we went after that we inquired about Alvin Kamara? Yes, I did. And the New Orleans Saints what it uh what what the 49ers got for Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Yeah. And isn't Kamara a free agent after this season or no? That I'm not sure about, but he did have a good game this weekend against the uh, Vegas Raiders.
0: He did. Now, how much would you give up for an Alvin Kamara
1: type? The same thing I said, just basically the same thing we said with Christian McCaffrey. I would not, I would not have given up a second, third, fourth, fifth for Christian McCaffrey. And I'm not doing that for Kamara. If you could give me, I feel like you could get good players, I feel like, all these trades is going on now. We're going to talk a little bit more about Chicago, but I feel like all these good players they only get like fourth round picks. Like it's kind yeah. of like it's kind of like with girls. Like you see guys getting these girls and like you didn't do what you didn't all you took it was the mcdonald's and you got that like you know what I'm <laughs> so i'm like how's all these other i'm saying that to say how's all these other teams bagging these girls and they're not giving up hardly nothing but then
0: when you come to us
1: you want to go to ruth chris
0: like i don't understand that. Well, there's there's a sliding scale <laughs> and it has to do with let's talk about the dating first okay if you're a good guy good looking guy with a lot of charisma. You don't need to take them out to to a nice place, but if if you're me, you you got to take them out to like those Michelin starred restaurants. Like, <laughs> if I were a super good looking dude, that wouldn't be the case. Like Taco Bell. Here, you, you want something? You, no, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna order a burrito. We'll share it. You you can have half <laughs> my burrito, and I'll, I'll I'll buy you a coke. Something like that. Um, but when you're but when you're me. No, you are taking them out to that like prefixed meal where the, the servers are all dressed up and the chef comes out and talks to you. And then they got to say, okay, all right. But then again, I also don't make that much money. Um, so then I have to figure out something to do on the back end to make up for that because I can't take them out to, to those types of dinners all the time. So it's <laughs> sort of the same way, but... Being good looking is the equivalent to having a uh, low dollar value contract in the NFL. So if you have a large contract, you're going to get traded for less. You're less valuable on the trade market than a person on a rookie contract who they ask a lot more for. So does, does that make sense? No, it does. It makes perfect sense. I get it. So, but I'm just saying.
1: So we're bringing this back all back around. I'm sorry, y'all, if we lost you. Okay, we got these little inside
0: jokes. In conclusion, right. I'm ugly. I have to spend in restaurants. Newt is good looking. He takes them to like Applebee's. Man, please. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Your wife is beautiful,
1: and I've never seen you anything less than a nine, eight, nine. Man, stop it! But um. <laughs>
0: I just don't because I picked the good restaurants. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um,
1: I just don't understand why we can't luck up on those deals.
0: You know what I'm saying? So it's I'm because just... the Bills don't have the salary cap space. That's what it is. If if the Bills had ten million in salary cap space, they'd drop a fourth and get a Pro Bowler. God. Gotcha. For teams that are desperate to get the money off the books. Yeah. But you see
1: teams, and I had to get, and this is all coming from a place, you all, that Chicago, I had to call my friends in Chicago. Shout out to Chi-Town. Stop the violence out there. It was a shooting this weekend, two people on the west side. But I digress. Um, I called my friends in Chicago, and I'm like, you all need to quit helping our competitors. They traded, they're trading away their best players and helping all the dudes that we're going to have to probably see. Did you see <laughs> Roquan uh, Smith got traded for, like, McDonald's yesterday? Like, he got traded to the Ravens.
0: Yeah. For, like, what, a fourth round? He's not that good, but he he's better he's than a fourth rounder.
1: He was a first-round
0: pick. I know, but he hasn't quite lived up to that. He was He was losing his starting job.
1: Okay, and what about Robert Quinn?
0: Yeah, that's going a toughie. To the,
1: going to the Eagles.
0: That that That's a toughie.
1: <laughs> and we might have to see the Eagles in the Super I'm just saying like, so now when I see those things, I see McCaffrey going. Did you see McCaffrey this weekend? He was good. Did you see him? it's that, that
0: touchdown pass. He threw a pass, caught a pass, ran a ball, ran a, ran a touchdown. He's only the second person to do that, with yeah. Damian Tomlinson being the other one.
1: So with me saying that what I wouldn't do, I don't know if that dude could come in and do that kind of stuff. Shoot, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe you like Newt. You're crazy. Maybe I would. That dude played outstanding, and so now I'm playing devil's advocate now. Now I'm on the other side. I'm like, dude, I see all these dudes and I see people making moves, and we're standing pat. And don't get me wrong, we're good. We're six and one. Should be seven and no if we didn't play in hundred and ten degree heat and everybody catching cramps, but. I'm just – half of me is like, man, just put all your chips on the table. F F tomorrow. F next week. Like, I mean, next year. F in the future. Let's let's try to win this thing now. Do everything you can to win now. I get that. Because, because if we don't win, now I'm going to go back to this pot and listen. Like, man, we should have did that McCaffrey trade. We should have gave up a first. We should have did it.
0: I do you hear know, that.
1: You're going to have regrets. So half of me is, I'm the type of person who I never want to have regrets. Mm-hmm. I never want to have regrets. But I tell you, man, I believe in being, I do. He has equity with me. But if we somehow lose to the Chiefs again, and I'm going to think, hey, man, we should have went for Alvin Kamara. We should have did because we knew
0: our rushing attack need to be better. Clearly, the Bills need to be better at, like four different positions. I'm going to say the offensive line, especially the interior offensive line, the guards, the Bills could improve upon. They they could improve on a running back, somebody who can really create stuff, create opportunities for themselves. You probably need safety depth. And yeah, okay, Let's let's say those three positions are really the ones that kind of stand out to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you know what? I'm gonna add a fourth slot receiver. This past game, the Bills targeted their slot receivers three times, one reception, eight yards. That's garbage. Right. So, yeah, w- would I would I take somebody at those positions? Yes, I I absolutely would.
1: Is when you stand pat, you're you're gambling. Just like when you make a deal, you're gambling. Instead, Pat, you're gambling, too. So we just got to keep that in mind. And so please forgive us for our loyal listeners and say, hey, shut up. Hey, we're, we're six and one. We don't want to hear this crap, you know. But it's our job to disseminate the information, man. It's it's our job. That's why we're here. We play devil's advocate sometimes. And I bring that up because I know every Dallas Howard and uh, Jeremy show in the morning time. When I think about, it, I need to get up and get on the treadmill. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But <laughs> I listen to Howard Jeremy man. And yesterday it was this guy I forget his name. So if you know this guy, I probably go back and listen to it because it was on the man. But he was he was a caller calling in. He was going off. He was like, "Why are y'all talking? Because he was because they were talking about uh, you know the, the trade deadline. Should we make a move? And he was like, you know, I don't understand why people always talk about what we need. Just enjoy the ride. Just, you know, don't worry. what are you worried about? This? Just enjoy it. And he was like, well, it's like you talking to somebody specifically. Who is he? He was like, my dad. and Because this dude's like 30 years old, right? And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, his dad probably knows better because he's seen this before. He's seen mm. this movie. You know, you better listen to the old wise man. And that's what we are. We're the old wise men. You Know what I'm saying? So, this kid, well, okay, he was like 30, but this young, youngster, I guess I could call him a youngster because I'm almost 50. You know, you haven't been through what we've been through, so yeah, we're gonna be skeptical, we're gonna, you know, question things sometimes because we've seen this movie before,
0: mm mm-hmm. so. hmm. <laughs> and then there's injuries you have to worry about, so you always have to be concerned about depth. And you saw a major. A major impact of an injury on the Bills' upcoming opponent, the New York Jets. Brees Hall went down. That offense fell apart, didn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's only because you can't rely on the QB yet. You can't, you can't rely on uh, Wilson just yet. Man. No, he's so, not ready. He's not ready to be that guy. So you took away probably their best offensive weapon. Once again, like I already mentioned, we're thirteen point favorites. I feel like we're going to roll this weekend, just like we did last. So, um, and that's a division game, so that's important. It's going to be in the Meadowlands. Uh, do you you intend on going up? What do you think? You no, I don't think I'm going to. I, I
0: had to travel this past weekend. I think I want a weekend at home.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah. Also, I just get... started a new job this week. Oh, awesome. So. Yeah, it got to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed come Monday. You know, you got to got to make a good over. impression the first few months.
1: You can't be coming in smelling like bourbon on Monday. Talking about <laughs> you
0: in New York yeah. for the Bills game. You know well, that? I work from home,
1: but still.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you can't be on your Zoom calls with baggy eyes, or right? Bloodshot right. eyes. And uh, even though I wear foundation, um, which takes care of some of that. no, I don't really do that. I
1: was about to say, do you really? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it wouldn't surprise you, though, would it?
1: No, it would not.
0: No, I, th- I think that'd be funny, but
1: no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't.
0: <laughs> so Zach Wilson was twenty for forty-one, still put up three hundred fifty-five yards, but three interceptions. That's a toughie, isn't it?
1: It is, man. It is. It is. So
0: and um, and, and with I was gonna say, Brees Hall looks like like he's good, and they were. At running back, he was carrying their offense. Joe Flacco is probably at this point better than Zach Wilson, but I understand why they've got to play Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to start seeing the Jets come back to earth at this point. What I don't want to see is them get back on track against the Bills, but I think, again, it's one of those things where the the Bills' talent is just going to win out here.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh Zach Wilson, 355, two touchdowns, three picks. His uh quarterback rating was sixty-four percent, right? Yeah. QBR was twenty-four, and Mac Jones, QBR wasn't much better. 34. He threw 194, one touchdown, one pick, um, twenty-four from thirty-five passing. So I don't think Mac Jones is gonna beat us. I know Zach Wilson won't. But I was rooting. I watched some of that game uh, this weekend. I was definitely rooting for the Patriots because I'm more scared of the Jets and their defense than I am the Patriots. So I'm like, okay, if we win – and get a little bit more distance, so we can have an off week, and it won't make a difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're gonna go to New York. Um, we're gonna go to the city, and then we're gonna pounce them. So we'll create more division. So, and then I'm like I said, I'm not worried about uh, New England either. So I'm already looking for the following week, the
0: Vikings game. I am too. I, I am too. That that one is going to be interesting. But in the meantime, a storyline that I'm looking forward to. Sauce Gardner, who people are already saying is a top five cornerback in the league, and he hasn't even finished half, what is it? He's played half a season in the pros, and he's yes. already there in a lot of people's eyes yes. against Stefan Dix, one of the best route runners and the receivers in the NFL. That's mm-hmm. like the game within the game. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm really sort of excited to see how, how this works out. Now, I know that. I know that they're not going to be matched up one-on-one on on every play. It's going to be interesting to see how the Bills are going to scheme Diggs open because they probably want to set it up so they can get Gardner off of him every once in a while.
1: Do you think they're going to be chirping to each other like uh, Diggs and Alexander was this week?
0: No. No, I don't think so. I I think that probably goes back a number of years. Mm, And sometimes... I wish Diggs would quiet down a little bit, but I have to tell you, after that touchdown, when I I would say the dude who was covering Diggs took a little bit of a cheap shot, pulling him down way after the catch and Diggs wanted to go after him. I loved seeing Davis and McKenzie pull him away. Like, no, you do not need a personal foul here. We're just going to move you on over to the sideline, nice and calm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that could be a drawback of yapping a little bit. People are going to take shots at you, especially a receiver. Um, yeah. that dif- That's different than lime interpreting each other. But then I tell you, man, the other side of the coin is he's our leader. And I feel like guys follow him and they're going to play for him and run through a brick wall for him. So, I mean – I, I can see, once again, both sides of the coin there. So I, I love what he brings to the team. He brings a swagger and an attitude. And as long as you're playing at a high level, I'm cool with it. Back, I mean,
0: talk your talk, man. Do it. As he said, I don't know who started it, but I finished it. We got the W. I know. That's right. Isn't that great? Love yeah, that. Man.
1: It's It's something we haven't... I mean, once again, I keep saying that, you know, teams have started off hot and fell off. I just... And uh, do people, like we talked about before a couple of weeks ago, the Steelers started 10-0 and then lost, like, all the games down the stretch a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. If you would have told the Steelers when they were 8-0 that they're going to fu- you, – you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm sure in the moment all the good teams that start well feel like that they're going to do it, right? Sure. You know, like all those years that the New England Patriots won – all those games. I mean, one, one year they went undefeated with Randy Moss and other years that they finished 12 and four and 13 and three and 14, 14 and two and all this stuff. You, I'm sure they felt just like the Steelers felt like, Hey, we're going to win this thing. Like you can't anticipate nothing like that happening,
0: huh? You can't, you, you can't. I don't think now the Steelers, people were doubting them a little bit when they started off that hot. Because they're like, well, we're not sure exactly how they're doing this. The schedule seems weak. But yeah, I, I don't think anybody in that locker room thought that they were going to start losing. Hmm. For sure. You know what else is interesting? All of those years when the Patriots would lose a game early in the season and everybody would be ready to bury them.
1: Yeah, Like, oh,
0: the dynasty is over. And then they'd go to another Super Bowl. Yeah, It's like the Chiefs last year. The Chiefs started off... The First six weeks of the season, they started off slow, and mm-hmm. they were buried. The Rams last year didn't win a game in December. And People are like, well, they're done. Should, yeah. It's hard to predict these things. No, you're totally right, man. And some of it is you can look
1: at the schedule. I, I'm looking at some of these teams with these records, and I'm seeing who they beat. And I'm just like, okay, man, y'all ain't really beating anybody. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
0: That's what everybody said about the Bills last year
1: you know yeah that's what they were saying about us you
0: right. know and
1: so now i'm like okay man get by the Jets then we'll talk about Vikings next week you know then the Browns Lions Patriots they see we're going to go through a long stretch and then the way the Bengals look shit oh excuse me i'm gonna say that oh that's going to be our bloopers um <laughs> if you really look at the rest of the schedule i mean who really could beat us besides the Vikings well who could
0: or who will? That's very different. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: who we're going to be favoring in every game.
0: Yes, so, very clearly. Who could beat, beat the Bills? The Vikings could. The Browns could. Anybody in the division can. Dolphins already did. Bengals could.
1: Look at the circumstances in which the Dolphins see, no, like, oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, just... You
0: can't say the Dolphins couldn't beat the Bills because they did. Yeah, but it was extre-
1: – yeah, okay, because I'm arguing now, but that's fine. I'll be on the minute. But look at the circumstance. Like, that was extreme circumstances. Like, that was – like, Jacksonville to me was just a brain fart. Like, oh, okay, a brain fart. Like, all right, cool. It happens every year to teams. But the Miami game, I'm like, dude. It, well, I guess I said that about Jacksonville, too. If we play them again next week, we'll beat them by 30. And, and you're right. Tua's back, and Tua looked good this weekend. So I can't say that. You're right. That's fair. Sure. That's fair. We'll, we'll be favored, but they can beat us. That That's fair. Okay.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Bills will be favored in every single game, but there are definitely teams that have no shot. The, the Lions and the Bears, like, literally no shot at, at beating Buffalo. Yeah. The other teams, if things fall their direction, Bills have an off day, it, it could happen. Or I will say it again. It happens to every good team every year where they drop one or two games because they just don't pull it together. If well, Josh that, Allen has well, yeah. an entire game like he had in the second half against Green Bay, it's, an, it's a possibility. He threw two interceptions. What if he throws four? If he throws right. four, it's awfully tough to win.
1: No, you're right, and we would have lost that game seventeen to fourteen, or seventeen to ten, or something like something that. Like you're like right, that, right? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that.
0: You know, if Devin Singletary decides to put the ball on the floor and lose three fumbles in a game, you know, it, if the ball bounces the wrong direction a few times in a game, it. it the Bills might not have the ability to pull it off. And that could happen against any opponent. But I don't think that this is the type of team that looks past anybody. I think McDermott has them well coached.
1: And like you said, as long as we stay healthy. Like, that's my yes. that's my concern. You
0: Are know? you worried about Jordan Poyer's injury?
1: Yeah. I, I'm worried about it until I don't have to be worried about
0: it. His wife but- on Twitter basically rolled her eyes and said, he'll be fine. This happened because he didn't wear his elbow brace. He's had a bad elbow all season, didn't wear the brace this game, hurt his elbow. Come on, Jordan. But, hey, you
1: see that uh, T. White got activated, right? He did, yes. That's great news, right? Yeah. You bring him back, arguably, well, was I uh, probably second best player on the team. So Yeah, I would say so. If you could bring him back slowly, get him some reps, man, and get him great going, man, hopefully he could, you know, help us along the, down the stretch. So yep. that was positive. because I, I mean, the fact that it's like Christmas time because it's like they don't tell you anything. Like we don't know anything <laughs> until they tell us. So right. it's like, oh, my God. It's like, you know,
0: you know. So I'd like to shift gears here. And you asked me a question via text message. About fandom. yeah, And I would love to dive into this. Would you mind for the listeners asking the question?
1: Well, I asked and, and, the, and I need to preface this like why I'm sure you when I text you, you're like, What what is this coming from? I asked you, do you from someone who's from the Buffalo area, you're from Rochester, right? Right. I'm Out outside Buffalo, whatnot. Do you as a Bills fan, part of Bill's mafia from Rochester, New York, Look at a guy like me from St. Louis who's a subway fan, you know, not being from the area. Do you look at me differently as part of Bill's Mafia? And the reason why I asked that is because to all our listeners, we had a, a special on the Today show on Friday where yep. they interviewed, you know, Bill's Mafia, where did it come from and all that. They came to the game, had Pinto Ron and all those guys on there. Um and they said where it derived from, you know, and which I didn't know. Um, it came after, and I'm paraphrasing, but in 2010, when Stevie Johnson dropped that ball against uh, the Steelers. Yep. And so I think uh, uh, Adam Schefter had word from him, and then All Bills Mafia came to Stevie Johnson's, uh, you know, rescue and said, you know, we're a mafia. Yeah, we're a mafia. We stick together, you know, thick as thieves, you know, and that's where it derived from, which I didn't know until I saw the special.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And so that, that made, so everybody's there. They talk about the community part, the things that uh, we advocate for and raise money for is a sense of community. So then that had me thinking, I was like, well, I wonder, you know, cause I'm not from there. I've only been to Buffalo, what? Maybe four times my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, um, So that sense of community that you all have being from there is different. So then I was just thinking, I'm like, I wonder how you feel being from there, you know? So tell me what you think and then reach out to us on Twitter too, you know?
0: Absolutely. Please do. At him, at big underscore Newt. I am at the Jamie D'Amico. I really want to hear what people have to say about this. But one of the things that makes Bill's Mafia special is that unlike other teams that have more of a national following, Bills fans can relate to each other based on being from a similar area, that it's shrinking Rust Belt towns, that gets questionable weather, there's not a lot to do. So people really dive in wholeheartedly into their Buffalo Bills fandom and and Sabres fandom too along the way. So there is this interesting geographic sense of community that oftentimes comes along with being a Buffalo Bills fan. But other teams, take the Dolphins, Cowboys, Raiders, Giants, Niners, uh, teams that have a long track record of success, uh, the Patriots, Bears, they have a lot of nationwide fans. But it doesn't make anybody less of a fan because they're from somewhere else. It means you can't relate on every subject matter, like the snow and the food, and maybe you haven't tailgated as often as other people, but going to games isn't necessarily a barometer of somebody's fandom either, because if there's distance, if there's economic factors, if there's physical limitations, if there's family obligations, jobs that don't allow it, you just can't do it. So I would say you could be part of Bill's Mafia from anywhere as long as you love your bills, you c- contribute to the community, because big part of being part of Bill's Mafia is donating to causes, and if you are willing to say go Bills on the street when you're in another city to anybody else wearing Bills gear, damn it, you are in. Are you laughing?
1: Oh, I am laughing because it's so easy to make you happy. <laughs> Your standards <laughs> of fandom is so low. And we've talked about this ad nauseum. And I and I want to talk about something real quick. Um Simone, obviously, is getting recruited, all right, and it's a, a college, because we literally talk to college coaches like every day, right? Jesus. And so it's imagine. it's a school. I'm not going to say who it is, but it's a school that's recruiting uh, Simone, and they have a young coach on their staff. And so she found out, because, you know, obviously they're going to go to our social media because, once again, I told you this summer, when you call, when it's dealing with recruiting, it's half the kid and half the parents. right? And so they make sure you ain't crazy. They go to your social So she was like, oh, You're a Bills fan. You got a a podcast, I guess. Yes, Yes, ma'am, I do. And then he's like, oh, I'm a Bills fan, too. Get out of here. Yes. But she's young, though. She's fresh out of college. And so I say she might be 23, maybe, 24. She's young. She's like, yeah, every Sunday I host games. So when you all come up on a visit, you stay Sunday. We can watch the Bills play. You know, once again, trying to get that. This isn't real. Oh, I promise you. I, I put this on me and you, and yeah, I put it on my kids. All right, all right, all right. And so, you know, they're obviously trying to get that, you know, whenever you, it's like with life. When you talk to somebody at a bar or you talk to somebody, you try to get a line of, um, you know, common interest. Oh, sure. Now, so now it makes these uncomfortable talks. Now it makes it, you know, but it's never uncomfortable for me because I can talk to anybody. As long as you ain't talking crazy, I can talk to you, you know. Yep. Um, but it makes this uncomfortable courtship more bearable. Mm-hmm. So we started talking about <laughs> Bills football for a little while. And you know what I did, being an elder statesman in Bills Mafia, yeah. I asked her a couple of prerequisite questions. I was like, oh, so you're a Bills fan? How long you been a Bills fan? Oh, I've been a Bills fan for about, eh, about 10 years. Like, oh, okay. I was like, who's our coach? I stopped like all the giggling and all that. I was like, who's our coach?
0: It's <laughs> a looked looked. You turned on believe. a dime on her. Didn't oh, you? I turned on a dime, and, bro. And I've seen like... your facial expression. You like get this half smile and you squint at people. You're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was like, who's our coach? And she was like, Solomon. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I was like, who's our quarterback? <laughs> she yeah, like, well, she was like Josh Allen. I was like, oh, okay. But see, these are the questions leading up to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm giving you easy ones, and then eventually get harder. You know what I'm saying? So I asked her a little bit about our personnel. I said, who did we play last week? And then I was like, well, all right, Josh, I was our quarterback. Who was our quarterback before that? She's like, it was Tyrod Taylor, but then we had Nathan Peterman. I was like, all right, I'm cool. All right. So after that.
0: She passes.
1: Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? But if she would have been like, I don't know, or whatever, I would have been like... And this still would have been cool, but I just would have been looked at her kind of side-eye. So it's not as easy to please me when you talk about Bill's Mafia. No, Everybody it's not. Else, but, you know?
0: okay, I'm going to ask you, and and this... Oh, geez. This, this might be a tough, like, societal question. But it seems to be, in some ways part of human nature to be exclusionary. You know, you're not blank enough. You're not fan enough. You know, you're not, um, you're not, you're not as smart as the other kids in the honor program, honors program. So you're not smart enough. Okay. You don't belong. Are yeah. you doing that to people? When it comes to fandom, probably.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, and, I, and I really mean it. Let me tell you something. Hold on. I'm going to tell you something good. I'm going to give you some good stuff, right? So, you, had, we're going to talk about Halloween before we get off of here, right? But what sure. I do, um, what did I do for Halloween? I went and got my one year physical yesterday. And I've been going to this doctor's office for like four years, right? And so, this is leading to what you're saying. So, just bear with me real quick. Every time I come in, because I only go to the doctor once a year. Thank God I'm fairly healthy. I'm just overweight, but I'm fairly healthy, so I only see these people once a year. But every year, I come in there, and we, you know, me and because the doctor's from New Orleans, so we got that tie. You know, when I first met them, I got them uh, some autographs, some guys that I knew play for the Saints, whatever. Cool. You know, try to, you know, hey, you know, if you, I give you these autographs, maybe some tickets, then maybe if I need some medication, I'll have to go through, you know, whatever. I try to make friends, you know. I want to have a guy. I want to have a guy. And so they, the nurses always try to vet me. And what I mean by vet means I come in there with my Jordans. I come in there, I guess with a little sweat. they always try to figure out what I do. So yesterday I went in there, I had my Florida state uh, sweatshirt on and she was like, Oh, Florida state, huh? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, I thought you was a Notre Dame I'm like, I am, but I worked at Florida state. Oh, you used to work at Florida state. Oh, okay. And so then I'm waiting for the doctor and he comes in and he was like, "Yeah, you, the nurse said something about you and sport management." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I used to work it for." So I knew that they were talking about it in the office. Yeah. You know, before they came in. And so what I'm saying is they're trying to figure out what I cuz I told them. They're like, "What do you do for I like, "I have a podcast." And I like, "Here's the name of it. Look it up." Oh, so then they asked me questions about. So, I'm saying all that to say is they're trying to vet me. And I feel like society does this. I'm saying all this to say, I feel like society always want to figure out what you do for a living to vet you to see how they're going to treat you. Hmm. Right. That's the think about it. When you go to dinner parties, you go to, bar, oh, what do you do for a living? And then you think it is just casual conversation. But people ain't doing nothing but vetting you and they're trying to size you up to see how much respect they should give you. That's hmm. all it is. And I and, and so I'm saying all that to say, I'm sorry I'm long, Wendy. I'm saying all that to say is I do that when it comes to Bill's mafia. Cause I really it. don't care what you do for a living. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't care really what you do. I mean, maybe we could network and maybe we could do business together, but I really don't care what you most people don't know how much a person makes anyway, right? Like you could be right. rich as hell, but you don't have a job. Because okay. your family's well off. Your family might be giving you money. Sure. you can make investments you could have won the lottery so what you do for a living really doesn't like but a lot of people treat you a certain way because they know what you do for a living which is fine that's our society I do that when it comes to Bill's mafia because okay. I know it's a lot of pretenders out there so I'm just saying when you when you pretend with me you better take you better watch yourself because yeah I'm gonna ask you questions so I don't know if it's um like inclusionary I just I don't know. I, 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 guess I do it because if you're, if you've been around like older people, like if you're 70 and you've been here since, I don't know, Gilchrist and all them guys back in the city. And then I'm going to show, Hey man, I'm going to buy you a beer because you've been part of Bill's Mafia before me. It's got like a fraternity. When I meet an older alpha and we sit down and we talk history, I show respect to him because he's educating me. He's older. He's been in a fraternity longer than me. So I show him that respect. And then when I meet younger brothers and they meet me and we talk and everything, they wind up about because they show respect towards me because I'm older. That's mm-hmm. how I do people in Bill's Mafia. If you're an older Bill's fan, then I sit down and I listen to you. And they talk about the old days. They talk about the rock pile. They talk about the – and I'm like, all right, that's cool. Here, man, get this guy a beer. This dude been in it longer.
0: So that's why I do it more than anything. So I understand. I I think what I'm hearing you say is if somebody claims to be a fan, you want them to actually be a fan. A person who pays attention to the team, right? Yes. Okay. So I'll give you an example of of how a person can claim to be a fan but not actually be one. This is my former roommate, Maya. Maya was awesome. One One of my good friends, great roommate. Claimed to be a Boston Red Sox fan, and she's like, "Oh, you're a Yankee fan? Ooh, boo!" I'm like, "Okay, okay, whatever." Well, this was a year that the Red Sox went to the World Series. They it's when they beat the Cardinals. Three days after the Red Sox won the World Series, she came to me and decided she wanted to talk smack because she just found out that her team, that she claimed was her team, won the World Series. I'm like, "Wait a minute, you're a fan?" Who did not watch a single game of the World Series, who didn't even know that they won the World Series until three days later. And now you're gonna talk smack? Nope, I am not having this. Nope, you are not actually a fan. No way. No way. No way. You should have had zero tolerance for that. So and and I didn't, I just I, I shut that one down and it was it was very, you know, it was lighthearted and good natured, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Because it it was a good friend of mine. And, you know, you talk smack to your friends, but you also don't skewer them too badly. Right. And that's the thing, though.
1: And and I want to keep reiterating this. If you're a bandwagon, because we talked about bandwagon fans. And I know it sounds mean when I do that, when I vet you. But I don't ridicule you. I just probably won't listen to you. Because, you know, in society, a lot of people like to talk a lot of, especially when you're in social settings, like bars, you at a gang, people like to talk. And mm-hmm. so you have to vet people who are full of crap versus people who really know what they're talking about because they could be one and the same. They could look just the same. And so mm-hmm. that's why I have these questions or I have these things. So no, I do. I don't agree with you when you said economically, your fandom, like if you've never been to Buffalo, because maybe you couldn't be there because well, I do going to say I disagree. I'm just saying I push back a little bit because I have a friend, one of my best friends, and he might even hear this. He's a Steelers fan and been a Steelers fan since we were kids. He had a little Steelers boots, snow boots. Still remember it to this day. <laughs> but he's never been to Pittsburgh before. He's never been to Pittsburgh. Not granted, he can run off their history. He got all the books. He know all the lineage. He he's a historian when it comes to stealing. but he never been to Pittsburgh.
0: Does that make and him so, not a fan though?
1: And so I ring him about it all the time. I'm like, and hey, you have money. He has a great job. They him and his lovely wife. They travel often, but you never been to Pittsburgh. Yeah, hmm. I look at you a certain way because of that. Because when I, and I'm saying that to say is, if you never been there, then how you know the culture? How do you know? what it is to be like, you've never been to the stadium. So you can't even talk about it. You could like, at least I could say, Oh, I've been to Buffalo four times. I can tell you something about
0: it. We went to the, <laughs> yeah, you the could the be dinosaur. like, I could tell you just how white Kim Pagula's teeth are.
1: Yes. And that 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 that, that place when you and I went to, the the, the dino, whatever. Dinosaur the, barbecue. Dinosaur. At least I could say something. I know Pinto Ron. <laughs> like I, I could tell you, like, oh, okay. Yeah, right there in the parking lot. It's the building. It says Bill's Mafia. Like I could tell you those things. Like to me, if you don't never if you I, if you never smelled it, if you never seen Pinto Ron get the ketchup with your own eyes, I just think some of those things is prerequisite. Now if you ain't got it. And I don't know that, but most, I mean, come on, most people of art, I mean, I don't know nobody personally in my life who can't do it. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't know that.
0: Do I have the right to tell you that because you're not from close enough to Buffalo and I'm from Western New York that you can't really be a fan? You, you can have that
1: opinion. And if you walk away, because I'm sure it has been people who say, "Oh, where are you from?" Because you know, when when you first went to the bar, everybody asked you oh, "Where are you from?" That's that's you know, asking like they expect where you, you to say a town from? name, a town name. I like, no, I'm from St. Louis. And then what's their next question? is well how did you become a Bills fan
0: well i became right, because a bills it's fan. it's interesting it's <laughs> right, you know because people the bills don't have a big national following so it it is always interesting to me when somebody from out of the area is like oh i became a bills fan for this reason right. i became a bills fan because henry jones lived down the block from me
1: exactly
0: that's awesome
1: jared who was our illustrious leader for many years uh, he's not he's from maryland i didn't even know that i always thought he was from buffalo he turned to me one day was like, No, man, I'm from
0: Maryland. I just became a Bills fan. He was president of the Bills backers for many years. Yeah, do you know that story? Uh-uh. Super Bowl twenty five was the first football game he ever watched. And they said, You have to pick a team that you want to root for. He said, Okay, oh, yeah. I'm rooting yeah. for the Bills. And that was it was done that moment. Exactly.
1: That's how I, <laughs> and he stuck with it. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're from that area, I'm sure people might disregard it. Like, man, he ain't from here. He ain't one of us. I've never experienced that. It may be because it's me. I think a lot of it is I'm a big, burly, happy guy. Um, I think some of it is. I I remember the first time I went to the Bills game, and I talk about this often real quick. I know we got to wrap up, but the first time I went to Buffalo, I went by myself. I was in South Bend for the Bush-Push game, Notre Dame in uh, USC. And so we lost that game. So I got mad. I got in the car and I drove to Buffalo. It's they had not a, a short drive. Jets. It's not at all. Oh. I drove to Cleveland. One of my friends lived there. And I left Cleveland the next morning at like 3 o'clock in the morning and drove to Buffalo. Right? And we played the Jets. It was Willis McGee. He had a great game that game. Because I went to school with a girl who was friends with a girl that knew somebody on the team. And he got me a ticket. Uh, what's my boy name? He was a receiver Uh, little up, uh, uh, Roscoe Parrish. Parrish. So, a girl I went to school with was best friends with a girl that Roscoe Parish knew, and he got me a ticket the day before the game, right? So, I was like, All right, I'll go to Buffalo. I went to Buffalo, right? I'm just walking around, didn't know nobody. I had, my, I had the famous O.J. Simpson jersey on, and somebody was like, Jews, Jews. And I'm looking around like, who are you talking about, me? He's like, yeah, come here. And came over. I don't even remember these guys' names. They gave me food, gave me beer. I drank it, ate good, hung out with them, went to the game by myself. We won the game. I drove back to uh, South Bend, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and I'm saying all that to say is, I don't know why I'm saying all that to say. What did you ask me? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just off track now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, yeah. But, anyway, tying it back in, though, yes, I feel like that you should make the pilgrimage to your home stadium. I think that's a prerequisite for anyone that's not a college-age student. If you okay. And my thing is, if you don't, then you bet not be talking about you going to Jamaica or you going to daggum Paris or nothing like that and you ain't never been to your home game. Then I'm looking at you side eye. Okay, but if I'm not from there, if I'm not from there, and you question it, I can see that you like you ain't really one of us. I I can understand that. I'll be a out of town cousin. I ain't got no problem with that. I'm a cousin from out of town.
0: Well, man, <laughs> if you root for the team hard, if you partake as a community in Bill's Mafia, I have I have room for you. That's cause you're easy. Yeah, you're I easy am. to satisfy. Big slut over here. <laughs> <You're- laughs> <laughs> 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 wrap us up buddy give us a song
1: hey i just want to say real quick man um r.i.p to take off one third of the uh rap group migos we lost him this weekend senseless violence so i want to say r.i.p to take off um and yeah big game against Justin in and meadowlands so hey hey let's go buffalo